0: Welcome everybody to another episode of AI Pioneers Insurance Edition. I am your host, Matthew Vegas Sands, and I'm joined with a super special guest and also somebody else from my hometown, Miami, Maria Vila. Maria is the current executive, correct me if I'm wrong, of the largest Hispanic insurance agency association in the country.
1: I'm I'm actually the immediate past president.
0: Immediate past president. Yes. So not current, but still still a force to be reckoned with within the Miami insurance community. Maria, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. So one of the questions, I know everybody here wants to learn about how you as a businesswoman are going to be implementing these new technologies. You're evaluating the new technologies in the in the current technology trend that we're in or technology hype cycle that we're in. Before we get there, I wanted to ask you, how was it that you got into insurance originally? I know you have an interesting story about how your grandmother got you an interview. So would love if you could share that with with the listeners.
1: Actually, uh, guys, I may be the oldest person on here. Uh, I started in insurance in 1979. Uh, my grandmother saw the advertisement for the position she came walking to the office and she interviewed the owner, the original owner of Blanco Insurance, because she wanted to make sure that, you know, I was a young girl and I was gonna be safe uh, you know, with a gentleman in an office. And when she told me I got you the interview and I came in, I was kind of like embarrassed because he told me, uh, you know, you're the first person that I was interviewed to interview. Mm. And I went, oh my God, my grandma. <laughs> but you know what? Thanks to her, uh, the trajectory of my life changed, and here I am today. Uh, not afraid to say, I am 62, a senior, and still willing to put the uh, sweat equity into the business.
0: That's that's amazing to hear. One of the one of the things I'm curious on is you've now had to ride so many different hard markets, soft markets, so many different trends these last couple of decades. I'm curious, what is it that kept you in insurance? Um, you, there, I'm sure there's no, there are no shortage of opportunities to leave to other markets or other industries. What kept you in it?
1: I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, serving people. Uh, I was an agent, I was an insurance agency owner with Andrew, and I got a great deal of satisfaction of being able to go pick up a check and, and give it to someone with a home that yeah. wasn't in the best shape and they could continue paying for their expenses and so on. So very satisfactory.
0: That's one of the things that I think people don't realize about working in the insurance industry. Unfortunately, you have a lot of bad actors. And so people see insurance and think, oh, my God, it's a scam or whatever. And I think people don't realize how, to your point, fulfilling working in insurance could be because if somebody wants to get a car for their 16 year old and they might need a loan to get that car, they can't get that loan without insurance on it. If They're trying to get a mortgage on their house. They can't get that mortgage without insurance. And so as an agent you have the opportunity to be part of so many big moments in people's lives and also make it possible for them to experience those moments because for instance if, if all of a sudden you have a 16 year old and your insurance agency's quoting you something super high your agent might be able to figure out a way to to drop that those insurance premiums to make it affordable for you to get that 16 year old their car and so it's incredible how important insurance is and really how fulfilling working in it can be and it's unfortunate that because of a few bad actors it's gotten such a a bad a bad rep i'm curious with your perspective especially now in a hard market where you really do have to up the the level of service what are some of the things that you do in order to better serve your customers that you think has allowed you to stay in business so long relative to everybody else well we
1: specialize in personal service uh, customers are not, are not numbers they are human beings uh we speak to them on a personal basis uh, we spend the time speaking with them not just sending i know it's the invoked thing but just not sending emails and texts mm-hmm. we reach out and make the calls and they hear a human being listening to them mm-hmm. not just going to a link that's very impersonal
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know it's the latest thing, but uh, I still find it very impersonal. And at the end, you can go online and do a policy. But when you're involved in an accident, you don't know what to do. Yep. You need somebody to guide you. Yep. Or when your home, uh, say, burns down or floods or whatever, you need uh, someone who knows what they're doing to guide you. Otherwise, you go- you're lost Googling what to do
0: exactly and you need that comforting voice too. getting your first act and getting your first claim is it's quite scary like i remember my first car crash it was the scariest thing ever and um being able to call my family's agent and just hear a soothing voice like hey this is something that happens every time this is what you're gonna do one two three it was it was almost therapeutic in a way and so um it, it's I, great to, it's great to hear that you have that same approach too where it's, you're not just gonna push somebody to a link you're gonna take the time to actually speak with them
1: yes I've had people call me from the scene of an accident and I told them hey that's why you have insurance relax speak to the police call me when it's over
0: one of the one of the, one of the other questions that I was interested in again kind of the, the conversation we had before getting onto this. On this recording, I hate to bring up gender, but unfortunately the, the insurance industry is really sided towards men. And, uh, I think about my sister, my sister, she has getting into the insurance industry too. Sometimes she feels a little bit out of place. I'm sure you might've gone through that too. What were the ways that you overcame it? I know there's a lot of young female agents that right now are trying to figure out, should I go deeper into the belly of the beast? You've had such an incredible career and I'm sure you had to overcome a variety of different things. What were some of the ways that you overcame those challenges that, that you might've faced as a woman working in a male dominated industry?
1: Uh, if I can be perfectly frank, i never had an issue with that. Amazing. Um, uh, the LAAA has always been a very inclusive organization since 1969. And you know that was my gathering place, my networking. And I don't know. And by the way, in Miami, I believe Mm
0: -hmm.
1: don't quote me, but I believe there are more women insurance agents.
0: Amazing. And men. Well, I think, I think that, I think that actually, that's a great, that's a great segment to talk about associations like LAIAA, because I think it kind of goes to show if you're getting in this industry and you're a little bit anxious about what the future might hold or what the industry does, finding associations like that, where you can, Align yourself with like-minded individuals is is almost it's it's a hack in a way. You're gonna be able to level up so quick. You'll be able to go to those events and and talk and just learn from osmosis. And so, um, I would love if you can tell the listeners a little bit more about what the association is.
1: Well, we're we're an association of uh, insurance uh, professionals now. It used to be just insurance agents. But now it's encompassing the entire industry. Uh, We focus on assisting agents in uh, how to better navigate uh, the industry, how to educate yourself. We are a force in Tallahassee, which is the capital of Florida. We have a legislative committee. Actually, today, uh, LAA arrived in Tallahassee. Our team arrived. I wasn't able to travel, but our team arrived there. Uh, we've been working for years, uh, on legislation, uh, like what's going on with the industry today. We were warning about this years ago Mm. because we knew it was coming. Um, we also mentor, uh, found a lot of guidance, even amongst my peers, when we network, we don't look at each other as competitors. I can remember I wrote a a really nice account because one of my cohorts told me, no, you need to write this risk Mm -hmm. with this company. Like I couldn't find a mark and I went to the meeting and I started asking everyone, I got the answer from one of my cohorts. who didn't care to take away the business. He wanted to help me. So we're, we're very unified uh, association.
0: Yeah. And kind of just for the listeners to elaborate a little bit, what she's referring to, it's called the Latin American association of insurance agencies So her point. Now it's professionals as well. And one of the, and I've gone to a number of the meetings I've been fortunate enough to, to be allowed to go sit in uh, and listen. And one of the things that really strikes me is they've essentially built a community of insurance professionals, not just in South Florida, but in Texas and I believe Georgia as well, and a couple other places throughout the country. And it's really great because you have all these industry industry professionals that will come together for dinner, for different events on a regular basis, and they'll have organized topics for everybody to learn from. And so one day it could be learning about AI. Another time it could be evaluating what type of AMS you might want to use for your business. Another time it could be doing stuff like lead generation in today's digital era. And so for the young agents listening out there, I could not encourage you more emphatically to look at groups like LAIA or other groups because they are going to be so pivotal in helping you level up. You're going to learn from agents that have been through it all. You're going to learn about new markets you probably never even thought about. You're going to learn how to go out and do lead qualification in a variety of different ways how to manage people, how to train people. The There's a never ending list of different things you're gonna learn from working with these associations. So highly encourage you to pay attention to them.
1: I totally agree.
0: Yeah, well, I wanna, I wanna shift gears a little bit now and um, and talk about how as a business leader, you evaluate new resources like technology. I think one of the things that's happened the last couple of years, it's felt like there's almost been a new technology trend every year, and there's been societal pressure to implement that technology. A few years ago it was crypto, then it was blockchain. Today it's AI. I'm sure next year there's going to be another technology trend that we're all being pushed to use. I'm curious how you evaluate these different technologies to see, is this hype or is this actually useful?
1: Well, I'll be honest, in spite of the fact I'm not from the generation of, you know, was born with a computer or an iPhone in their hand, I'm very open to technology. In fact, today, as it happens, Mm. it's just a happenstance. Mm. Uh, I use chat, what is it, chat Chat, to create an email campaign. Mm. Uh, I'm very open to technology. I always have. And then I'll do a little research. The association helps a lot. Uh because when they make a presentation, they know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah,
1: It's not just, you know, castles in the sand. They know what they're talking about.
0: And that's a great point too, because I, ju- I was just pounding on the fact that younger agents, if you wanna learn from the older ones, these associations are great, but also the generations that were not born with a cell phone in their hand. If you wanna learn things, how, how things are working in the modern world, that's a great association too. Um, and you're gonna learn about so many different things like, chat different ways you can use chat gpt like right now Maria's using it for email campaigns i know people that they don't necessarily have the resources to go out and get a graphic designer so they use some of these tools So they already just put in okay i need you to draw me x y and z and sure enough they get their their designs for their marketing campaigns or for the social media ad and so there's so many different tools out there that are going to help you level up one of the other questions that i was curious on maria is there's so many. There's so many different ways that this technology can be implemented. It seems like you're already using them for email campaigns. What are some other use cases that you see for this technology?
1: Well, I would hope that um, the making the calls, uh, making the first, the initial contact. Of course, at the end, I like to round it around. You know, round it out and make the personal contact. But open up that first contact. Um, It could be with an AI call, um, an AI text, an email, um, whatever it can do. We're open Mm -hmm. to the technology and and the advances.
0: Yeah. We don't
1: push against it.
0: We go with it. That's great to hear. That's great to hear your point. I think there's a lot of stuff. I think that's one of the, I like the approach that you're taking because I think one of the things that especially coming from the technology world people see this as binary it's either i'm going to go use ai 100 or i'm going to use it zero percent they don't realize that to your point there's an in-between you can use the ai to do things like qualify that lead and then once that lead is qualified then you pass it off to somebody more experienced like yourself who can give them now the human component and so that's how like we have an agency in-house and we've had a lot of people ask us, do you see this as essentially replacing agents? I see it no. I say, no, I see this as leveling you guys up. You're now going to be able to manage way more accounts because you don't have to spend time doing those tedious, repetitive tasks like lead qualification. I'm curious what your perspective is on, is on that as well.
1: Well, I'll tell you my, my favorite thing the renewal reminders
0: oh my god yes.
1: is number one in this business so you need to start working in that renewal 30 days before and of course at the end we do make that call because it's harder to break a relationship with the human being mm. than a link
0: that is a great Because
1: question. you already know me you know my name is Maria you know, I'm married. Uh, you know about you're going to hear about my niece and nephew <laughs> because they are the loves of my life. But and, and then we do the same thing with the with the customers. Mm-hmm. We enter into a, a personal relationship of sorts. You know, I know who the kids are and they're going to school. If they graduated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's much more difficult to break off a relationship with a human being than a. That's what i found out through my years
0: that's such a that's such a good point too and it's funny because you see all these insure techs that they they just give the cheapest quotes and then you see them having horrible retention rates and a lot of times you'll see investors they're like oh my god why are your retention rates so low you're supposed to have the cheapest rates or whatever and you see the agents who insure techs have been saying now for for the last 10 years, they're gonna replace the agents and the agents just keep kicking their ass. And uh, they don't realize the power of the human connection. An eight, uh, a customer might be willing at times to pay a little bit more in premium so that they know if they're, if, if, excuse me for the curse word, if shit hits the fan, that they have a trusted resource that they can call at eight o'clock on a Saturday is gonna pick up the phone.
1: Correct. It's a big difference: be uh, googling or even on Snapchat, asking a question, then getting a human being to elaborate and then answer all your questions.
0: Yeah, for the young, for the for the listeners out there right now that are trying to figure out different ways to implement uh, or improve your service. To Maria's point, one of the it's one of the most low hanging fruit things you can do but find a way that if a customer is distressed, they are able to call and talk to somebody. And um, it sounds a bit um, counterintuitive given who the sponsor of this podcast is, but it's the truth. If you all of a sudden get somebody in a claim and they're distressed and your only support to them is a link with the first notice of loss, how we say in Cuban, te jodiste, you're screwed. Because that person's gonna remember how you made them feel in the lowest point of, are maybe their life, depending on how bad the crash was.
1: Well, Matt, I'll give you something else. When hurricanes come, mm. the power goes down.
0: Yep. You have
1: yeah. no link to go to. Mm. So, yeah, think about that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's um, no, it, it's it's super true. The last question that I the last question that I, I have for you is um. What excites you about where the insurance community is at right now? I know you hear a lot of negativity because of the hard markets and what's going on in states like Florida and California, but I personally think there's a lot of excitement to be had around the industry. What excites you?
1: AI, (laughs) really. AI. I think it's going to be a partner.
0: I I think so. A very good partner. I think so too and so um no that's a great way that's a great way to end the segment froze oh did it freeze
1: yes but just for a second it's fine okay
0: all good all good well maria i want to be respectful of your time i know we're up but thank you so much i think the listeners are gonna really enjoy hearing your uh your story i think you might have the most creative or the most unique first interview story we've had so far and so thank you so much i can't wait for you to hear the the final edited version.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everyone. Bye.